Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Melissa Kirscher and Wendy Bowlesby. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome, and this is our second annual reporting from Fantastic Fest, and we are once again on the top of the parking garage at the Alamo at the Alamo Draft House, South Lamar. Yep. What kind of car is this? This is a Mazda Five. Okay, so we are in the Mazda Five studios this year. Yes. Or at least today. Tonight. We we, we might be in the Honda Civic studios tomorrow night. Could be. Who knows? Who knows? I but... do prefer this to sitting on the ground and the crickets, as we all oh, yes. remember. Yes, we only tried that year. once. But the view of downtown Austin is still as lovely as it, ever. It is spectacular. We should just take a photo of it and put it on the website. We should. And I have a moon roof, so we can we see the moon... If the moon well, the was directly overhead. The moon's right over there. Yeah. I okay. can see it. You can't see it. Oh, there I looked out you're, the moon roof at the moon. There. You're just short, Wendy. I am very short. <laughs> okay. All right. So we are at Fantastic Fest. So this is day one. We just finished with day one. So we have news of all the movies we have seen thus far this week. Um, not just at the festival because we ramped ourselves up by watching other movies. Oh, yeah. So we'll, we, we can pre-gamed. Give, we pre-gamed a little bit. So we'll give you a little bit of that news as well as... Uh, what we actually saw at the festival tonight. Yes. Okay. So we should start with Johnny Guitar, I suppose, oh. because, um, dear listeners, when I drove down here from Minneapolis, I brought a stack of like 10 Blu-rays that I felt that Wendy needed to see, and we'd been, you know, going through a couple of them. Mm-hmm. And so I finally showed Johnny Guitar to Wendy. And Johnny, oh. Johnny Guitar being a 1954 Western directed by Nicholas Ray, starring Joan Crawford and Mercedes McCambridge. It is a really subversive Western that noir. comes out of the noir era. And existential. It's existential and kind of gender bent. And it and, is bizarre. Um, argue, some have argued it is the beginning of the French New Wave. That, yeah, it's very yeah, like very it's, odd. Yeah. It's right cusping onto that avant-garde. That what the hell? But it is first and foremost a western. Uh-huh. But the two main characters are Joan Crawford and Mercedes McCambridge, and they are just chewing each other mm-hmm. up. Oh, and so much bitter hate between them, and and all the men in the movie are basically just looking at him, going, uh, "Okay, boss, what do you want me to do?" Mm-hmm. And I love you. Yeah, get out of my way. I got things to do. Don't bother me. <laughs> oh. You should have said that five years ago. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I mean, it's we've chewy. got a lot to talk about, but we didn't want to just skip over the fact that I have finally seen it. And this is a movie that has kind of gotten lost in the mists of time a little bit, but it's starting to get a resurgence as people are like, holy cow. Because it wasn't yeah. a big film when it was released. Right. And, and. For the longest time, it didn't come out on DVD until this last year. 
Dang. It, it was very hard to get hold of. So unless you saw it on Turner Classic Movies or got your hands on a VHS cassettes from somewhere, uh, you couldn't see the movie. So somebody finally uh, just went out and put it on Blu-ray, and now people are starting to take notice of it again. Weirdly, Chris Cox, I sat next to him at my last movie tonight, and he, out of the blue, he's like, I just watched a movie this week. No. And it was amazing, and I want to tell you about it. It's called Johnny Guitar. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> what a coincidence. That is too crazy that we both watched that fantastic movie, and then we both just chattered at each other about how great it is. Yeah, a lot of people have been coming around to see it. You know, uh, it's recently been coming up on movie podcasts and, and so on and so forth. Uh, the only reason I got ahead of the wave of people who are seeing it now is because I had read about it on uh, one of Roger Ebert's blogs, and I spent like a, a ridiculously long time trying to find a copy of it, and so I saw it off a of VHS. And oh. I'm so happy it's now on DV on a Blu-ray because it's beautiful. It's it beautiful. Is, it is really beautifully shot. Yeah. So, listeners, Johnny Guitar. Mm -hmm. Despite the name, it's all about the ladies. It really is. And yeah, it, Johnny Guitar is like uh, just sort of this guy and i'm not a huge fan of joan crawford i feel like she's kind of a like she's one of those actresses that you either love her or you hate her or you're like i don't know like uh i'm just saying joan this is a great role for her like it mm -hmm. suits her it suits what she is very well so yeah definitely and then last night and to warm us up for a fantastic fest i finally got to see a fantastic fest yes classic yeah one that still is spoken of in the annals of holy shit that happened at fantastic oh god Fest. yeah it's uh, sean sono's why don't you play in hell which i also want on blu-ray because it's great oh my she's like what did you describe it squirrels on crack no 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 humming it's humming. directed like a hummingbird on speed that was and it, it really is it is you, you the movie starts out and it is edited fast and it bounces from scene to scene and it's going forward and backward in time and you can't really track what's going on and the oh, first yeah. 15 minutes are like what the hell is going on it's bright and colorful and i want to know and then eventually it just kind of clicks in and it starts making sense and it just rockets forward with yeah. like dozens of characters and fountains of blood and and pop songs and <laughs> just it, it's samurai and yakuza and... for a movie with so much death yeah it is really warm and sweet weirdly yeah sean sono uh, dear listeners if you remember last year uh, wendy falling in love with a movie called love and peace love and peace oh my God. yeah with the with the the sweet story about the the magical turtle um Picador. it's the same creator yes <laughs> And you can see the shared DNA for all that they are two radically different mm -hmm. films. Like, yeah, Why Don't You Play in Hell is a lot more frenetic than Love and Peace was. And, like, on the surface, they look nothing alike. And and yet, like, mm -hmm. the lead character filmmaker is very similar to your lead character in Love and Peace. Like, yeah. there, there are shared things going on. And the father figure and the santa figure and the yeah yes yeah and it but it, it's just wow. i spent the first 45 minutes watching it just grinning like an idiot <laughs> and then the last 45 minutes just with my mouth sort of agape just wow <laughs> 
the, the beautiful thing about uh, why don't you play in hell is uh, I the okay snapshot of the plot if we can even do that is there's oh there's yeah, teenage there's, filmmakers who grow up and they're not getting anywhere but they and but the one is prayed to the gods of movies that he just wants to make one great film and he is willing to die for it that is key yeah meanwhile so, meanwhile over here gangsters yakuza fighting clans two fighting clans and the one daughter is supposed to be a movie star maybe she doesn't want to be a movie star blah 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 and the father is like i want to make a movie for my wife who's getting out of prison i'm skipping a lot here yeah um and through random coincidences they happen upon our friend who just wants to make one great movie mm -hmm. and he's like i can make this movie and he's like we're gonna film you raiding the other yakuza clan mm -hmm. and they're like okay and he's like wait i've got a better idea i'm gonna go talk to the other yakuza clan and get them on board with this yeah it, <laughs> yeah it's it is nuts and what it boils down to be is kind of this distillation of Asian action cinema and American action cinema as like brought back over to Asia and redigested. Oh yeah. So there there are references to Scarface and to Kill Bill and you know and of course and Bruce, Bruce Lee, Lee and and uh, uh, Jackie, Jackie Jackie Chan and and samurai movies and just and the Yakuza movies of Japan and it just it's all over the place and I love it. It was really yeah. 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 If you watch it and the first 15 minutes are making you a little crazy, just stick with it. Stick with it. It's it's worth it. It's all worth it. It does make sense. And then today, in the ultimate pregame. Yeah, ultimate pregame, we went to the Alamo Lake line and we saw Hell or High Water as a matinee, <sighs> which is great. Oh, my God. And by the time you hear this, I don't even know if you're going to have the chance to see it on the big screen, except it's probably going to go to dollar theaters. Seek it out on the big yeah. screen because it deserves to be seen panoramic because yeah. it's really a movie where the landscape is key. Yeah, it's filmed in West Texas, which is a vast space of nothing. And it's not even interesting nothing. It's 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 not like Lawrence of Arabia Desert or anything like that. It's just scrubland and it's flat. And but it's but it's you need to see them need the in space. You need to see them in that space yeah. and really like feel it. And Chris Pine is growing on me. Yeah, he's really oh. great in that role. But old and cranky Jeff Bridges is my favorite Jeff Bridges. And this oh, and is, his partner though. His partner's great. Bur Birmingham. Yeah. Uh, I'll look it up real quick. Yeah, um, See, but the the cast is great, great acting. the The plot is uh, you have two never do well brothers who, um, so the finances have gone horribly, horribly awry with you know, amongst the death of their mother, and so in order to save the farm, um, they wind up going on a robbing spree across the little tiny banks of West Texas. And, uh, and of course, in pursuit is cranky old Jeff Bridges in a cowboy hat. He's uh, a Texas the, Ranger. As the Texas Ranger. And his and partner, his, Gil Birmingham. Gil Birmingham, who is, uh, uh, endures the teasing and racism of... <laughs> well, um, he's half, half American Indian, 
half Mexican. And mm-hmm. so one way or another, Jeff Bridges makes racist remarks to him, but it's very clearly him teasing. Yeah. But you can also see that it does get under his partner's skin. Yeah. Um, because it is they are racist remarks. Yeah. So they're I love the relationship there because it it's very complex. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Gil Gil teases him back about he's old and he's gonna retire and, and everything. Yeah. Um so the relationship between those two is great, the relationship between the two brothers is great. Um the the interaction with the people of West Texas is really oh great. fantastic. I, I love the casting. I love the casting. Everybody has an interesting face and an interesting body type. And yeah, everybody looks yeah. like people. Yeah, and there it there yeah. was a movie where I laughed out loud a lot. And it's not a comedy. It's just that it's snappy. And, the yeah. what these people are saying is so on point mm-hmm. for what they would say. Yeah, and it's so good. Ah, oh, hold on. Goodbye. So, dear listeners, that's a car in our studio. Not, not <laughs> our car studio, a car. It's a different car. We're not we're not recording and moving at the same time. Although we could do that because I have my portable mic. Oh. Anyway, anyway, we shouldn't do that. We should. We should do not that. do that. We should not. Do I that. gesticulate too much when I talk. I can't drive and talk. Well, if if I'm using the the mic that attaches to my iPhone, I could just move it away from you. Uh, um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, dear listeners, Hell or High Water. And Hell or oh, High Water is very good. And what I wanted to mention was I love it just jumps in. Yeah. This is not a movie that like lays out what the problem is and they figure out what they're going to do about it and then they go off to do the thing. Nope. They, it starts with them doing the thing and you're like, "What?" Mm-hmm. And it so it it's it's not action packed, but it is a movie that starts immediately and is always moving forward. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Oh, very good writing. So we we watch this movie that we're just like, oh, that was amazing, and then we real quick grab our stuff and head down to the South Lamar for the first movie of the day, which was Alabandon. Alabandon. So, dear listeners, this year Fantastic Fest is focusing on Indian filmmaking. Yeah. So not just Bollywood, it's all different. Uh, Bollywood, Hollywood, Tollywood, just yeah. because there's Tamil, there's Telugu, there's there's yeah, all sorts of, yeah. so many places that they make movies. It's a big place full of a lot of people, mm-hmm. and they make a damn, damn lot of movies. Yeah, just about every major city in India has its own film industry, because there's basically a hundred languages spoken in India, and the reason so many of them speak english is because it's like the universal translator language it's kind of like the the british brought it over it's just kind of fair game to everybody so it's just random phrases are always just like oh my god they just spoke english what happened Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so so alavandan is uh tamil and it means born to rule born to rule and it is um the main oh goodness i'm blanking his name hassan Kamal Hassan, right? Kamal Hassan. I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, he plays he <laughs> plays a pair of twins. <laughs> he plays his own evil twin, okay? <laughs> so so what <laughs> the main character is a uh like a commando. He's, a, he's an army commando. He's an army commando, you know, he's he's uh super polished, you know, army commando dude and you know 
uh, action hero, but he's, you know, a good guy and he has a wife. Well, no, girlfriend who gets pregnant before they are getting married. They're, they've agreed they, to get married, but she gets pregnant early. So, you know, we got to hurry like, that uh, up. And then, um, the evil brother is in a mental institution and has been since he was a child because he killed his aunt. And so one day they, they visit the, the evil in the same brother and um, they tell, tell him about the pregnancy and about the, the wedding. And uh, he doesn't take to that very well because he has some sort of thing against women who are pregnant and it's some sort of... Well, he, he decides that she's like his aunt. And yeah. she, he needs to protect his brother from this conniving woman. Yeah. And his aunt really was conniving and awful. Oh, she was. Um, the father was a drunk and beat them. And so, yeah. So he's, this poor fellow has some issues. Oh, yes. Um, but basically, you've got your psycho killer obsessed with his wife. And then the psycho killer gets out, which is great. Which is pretty amazing. The, the action sequences are bonkers <laughs> so oh and pretty much tough. pretty much every tamil film i've ever seen is bonkers on some level yeah and it's not just like bollywood bonkers it's bonkers bonkers like we saw in el Vanden. and uh the the action sequences are just the cream of the crop in, in, oh, well man. and this one so, to went places so the the crazy brother keeps taking drugs because he's crazy and then it goes into animated sequences. Yeah, animated sequences. Uh, that's a new and, one for me in an in Indian film. I'm like, oh, we're animated. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, hallucinations and, you know, of course, song and dance sequences. That's just normal. And uh, just... Um, oh, and the car bizarre, chase. Bizarre action sequences. The car chase yeah. was so epic. Like, that when that car went fly, flying. Yeah, flying and... like like three states away sort of flying just flying through the air like they catapulted it off of a off of an aircraft carrier or something just patwee! there there is one shot that just kind of encapsula encapsulates the whole movie for me where it's just this long shot of the um the car chase going by on a road from uh right to left horizontal across the screen and <laughs> In front of the road, you just see this red car go from one edge of the frame to the other and do like a, a nose flip in between. Just wee! No explanation. There's just a red car flying through the frame. Just And you don't see it before or since. It's beautiful. Look what we can do. Wee! <laughs> That's what we did. There are explosions. And there. oh God. Oh God. I just had a flashback to the pop star and the... And the, the oh, African oh dance. God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I had forgotten about that. <laughs> I feel like it, the movie was like three hours long as as, as usual. It, it oh. had an intermission, but it didn't because it the intermission card went off. But they didn't break. They just went right into the rest of the film. It's like, intermission. Nope. We're in. Nope. Oh, are we going <laughs> to stop? Oh, no, we're not. Okay. No, we're not. But the, uh, there's, there's this, okay, so there's a pop star at some point, and uh, she has a, uh, a song and dance sequence on stage, and, you know. She's at a concert. She's, she's at a, a concert, concert, and she's performing at the, it's, it's, it's. She's it's singing Afri about being a tiger, yeah. because she's a predator. But, she, but she's not, she's wearing leopard print, for one thing. 
and, and she's backed up a tiger in Africa. And she's <laughs> backed up by a lot of African dancers. Like, like Zulu warrior. Like Zulu warrior. Like a lot of women and then these men who are like tigers. Like they're like tigers. And but they're not tigers. And, and, they don't have tigers in Africa. I know, but they, well, apparently they do. And it was really <laughs> not okay. Like it was, it's like, oh, it was really not okay. Like not out and out racist, just really tone deaf. How about that? Oh, it was very tone deaf. And so I'm just, I'm watching it. I'm right about the point I'm becoming aware of the face I'm probably making is when Melissa. Yeah. I, I, I am staring at this kind of a gape and I realize in my brain I bet I know exactly the face that Wendy is making right now. And I turned my head and I was so right. And she just was starts amazing. giggling, which made me giggle. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, wow. it was such a thing. And yeah, Alavandin is really oh. amazing. And and Hassan is, as an action star, as a bonkers action star. Oh, he's fantastic. Really great. He's like, he's really great. Really funny and charming as the nice brother, and he's really fucked up and crazy as the crazy yeah. brother. Yeah, like, and, it, and they're, it's an over the top performance. Like, like r- running for the goalposts, just straight he forward. He accidentally just, stabs the wrong woman. Yeah. And then apologizes to her. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm I was sorry. Like, I was trying to kill somebody else. You'll be fine. Okay, I'm going to go now. He's like kissing her, and, and the apparition of his mother shows up. He's like, Are you kissing a dead one? Oh, I really do like this uh, movie. Oh, it was so, it was a great way to start. It, yeah, it, it's, it, me, it was it was fantastic fest all over the place. And I got a great. nice movie high off of it. I was like, Yes. Yeah. Um, one of the pre shows was this video called Police Dog. <laughs> um, and, oh, boy. And it was very 80s like glam rock except they had dog makeup on and sort of spaceman pop outfits and so there came yeah. a point where the the band was singing with their outfits and the thing and i i turned to look in kind of worried confusion at melissa and she said there's a lot to unpack there <laughs> <laughs> and we need this gone <laughs> But it's true. There's a lot to unpack there. I want that on a button or a t- just a t-shirt. There's a lot to unpack there. Just yeah, that's a lot going on. All right, so yeah. we want to we want to move forward. Yes, yes. So um, the rest of the slots of the night, there are only two more slots of the night, and each of us saw different movies. In it's each true. Of the slots. So we have four more movies to talk about really quick. So really not, quick. Well, quick. I spent the evening drinking smoky chai whiskey punches mm-hmm. so that was also nice too listeners. yeah they're uh they're ginger uh old-fashioned old-fashioned there is really great there's their chicken tikka masala which is a special on the menu very, was it good okay because i got that on my radar and they have a mango lassi shake Ooh. which you can put rum in oh and that's my. a that's a pretty fantastic thing so anyway moving on from the indian cinema for now I I'll I'll talk about safe neighborhood real quick. Safe neighborhood. Um, People were divided on it. Um, I would say it's a good movie. I would, I would give it probably a solid 75% fresh rating. Okay. Um, It's very stylish. It's very smart and clever and original. It, it takes some fun twists. It has some fun escalations. 
of what? Oh, shit, you're doing that. Okay. Um, there's a lot to like about it. Unfortunately, this movie, uh, it hit up against my feminism. Mm-hmm. And like, and I want to make it clear, my dislike of it could be something peculiar. Like, maybe I could watch it again and like it. I don't know. So take with a grain of salt my reaction to it um although i actually had the same reaction yeah like i think it, it's fair. it made me a little angry because literally the main character is a young white wealthy entitled man who has a crush on a girl and so he feels like he just deserves her and so then he does things and basically treats her like a piece of meat that he can do whatever he wants to and that's kind of the premise of the film so yeah. they're came a point early on where he's got her tied up and he's like any they're playing truth or dare and he's like dare touch your breast and he does and she's tied up and can't stop it and i was just like okay right there i'm yeah done i'm i'm done i'm out like i am not invested in this film i'm angry at this film Mm -hmm. and i mean it it still did good things and i like other horror films so whatever it was with this one just there you go listeners there you go it's australian Uh, it's got Patrick Warburton. Oh, oh. And Virginia Madsen in two fun little cameo roles. Oh, I'm, I can get behind that. Ad libbing in little uh, bookend scenes. Oh, nice. Very nice. nice. Um, it is a Christmas horror, which I'm always a fan of. Okay. Um, it's a home invasion with a twist. Like, so, you know, give it a try. Your mileage may vary. Exactly. Yes. So, and you saw. I saw High Frontier. Mm. And uh, this is a Polish film. It is set on the Polish border, and it it's a very remote border outpost. And the setup is a father who is a border guard and his two teenage sons. One's like eighteen-ish, and one's like thirteen-ish. So there's that that difference in teen ages, teen maturity. Mm. and um, he drags them out to this remote outpost where he is monitoring the post alone, so he brought his family with him. The, you know, the mother has passed away. So the three of them are out there, like, really alone. There is no cell phone reception. There are no phones. There's no power. They have a generator. Uh, there is a radio that they can kind of tune in the the nearest other outpost uh they haven't gotten there by a snowmobile they walked out there but it is it is remote a blizzard's coming in they are there and so it's this slow it's i don't want to say it's a slow movie it's a deliberately paced movie but it's you know playing on the there's nothing happening it's quiet all it is is the tension between the two kids and this father who's he's drunk he's obviously dissatisfied that his boys are are not men you know they're just kind of soft and not like (laughs) grizzled like he is nancy boys nancy boys and so there's that testosterone thing going on and then one day a guy just starts walking out of the woods just they don't know who it is and 
um, just he 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 walks in. He's clearly frozen half to death. He's got blood all over him, and he is like almost non-functional. He says, "I left them in the canyon," and just kind of passes out. Oh, and so they take him in, and they go, "We don't know if he's a smuggler or what." They handcuff him to the bed. Smart. I like yeah, smart. They people. hand they handcuff him to a bed, and the father goes something happened there i need to go investigate the canyons and you guys stay here we lock this guy in the room handcuffed to the bed you do not let him out don't talk to him nothing father goes out to investigate the canyon uh-oh and so the two teens are left with mystery man who may be a murderer and father is out on his own investigating who knows and it goes from there and it's it's very good it's uh okay. it is a solid uh very like i said deliberately paced thriller it's not like like race to the end sort of thriller it is the slow pressure cooker of oh i'm a bunch I'm, of, I'm on board yeah it's it's solid. There was something about it's the solid. line, I left them in the canyon. I'm like, what? Yes, it's it's oh. an interesting little movie. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's like spectacular as a as a tension film, but I'd say it's like a good solid seven, eight. Nice. Know, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, a good solid offering. So if if you have a slot that offers that one and you're not really interested in anything else. It's a good, strong okay. choice. Okay, I'm going to keep that on my radar. if you're really warm, sitting in that movie will make you freezing cold. <laughs> because everything is cold. Everything is so cold. And I'm just sitting there going, yeah, that's that's what I have to look forward to in, it was, in a couple It was months, funny so. watching, um, watching Safe Neighborhood, which is yeah. set in Christmas, and everybody's got their coats on, and you see kids making snow angels, and I'm like, huh. In Australia? It's it's supposed to be set in America. They oh. made it in Australia. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, it's supposed to be set in America, but I just I I had a moment of like, huh, winter. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> I don't do that thing. Cool. <laughs> All right. So the last okay. film I saw was The Void, um, which uh, I think yeah, it's a, I think it's American. Um, mm-hmm. The the dudes they did a Q and A after and they sure, sure sounded American, boy not as American as the safe neighborhood guys. They wow, were, he was like a dude bro. <laughs> like I I don't mean it to be sound pejorative. He wasn't, but he was just very much like yeah. He <laughs> 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 was. So the void, the void starts so strong. It just starts from gangbusters of somebody running out of a house, being chased by these people with a shotgun who then pull out a woman and set her on fire oh, and what and you're just like i well i think the kid who ran must be a good guy and they they set a woman on fire maybe they're bad guys and then a sheriff finds the kids who the kid who ran and he takes him to a hospital that's almost deserted for reasons and it kind of turns into a siege movie at this mm-hmm. hospital but then shit starts getting weird. Like it goes legitimately supernatural, mystical. You're like, oh, oh, the, oh, we're going to be a little, oh, I thought it might just be a siege movie. Okay, it's mm-hmm. a little supernatural. Okay. And there's some body horror happening. Mm-hmm. It's like tentacles are coming out of a mouth, ooh, right? Ooh. Um, and so you're like, wait, is it the kid who did it? Where, where is this happening? What's going on? 
And then, so the sheriff, he can't get anybody on the phone, so he goes out to the car, and that's when, haha, the best image of the whole movie comes up, which is, like, picture a Ku Klux Klan guy, mm -hmm. only without the point in the hood, yeah. but, like, a white robe covering everything, including the face, but the face is all white with just a big black triangle on it. Oh. So they're, you can, you know they're looking out the triangle, but just this big black triangle, it is fucked up looking wow. and like it's a really strong visual of just and he pops up and you're just like shit what the hell <laughs> silent menacing with a knife nice. and then a whole posse of them just pop up and you're like so you don't know if they're mystical or not are these mystical beings are they coming from some other dimension the guy the sheriff passes out and he's getting visions you're like maybe it's a dimensional thing it's very clearly influenced like by the beyond and definitely by john carpenter's the thing and mm -hmm. some very lovecraftian stuff yeah um but ultimately it kind of gets lost in the third act okay okay so um it reminds me a lot of those like i told you those 80s flicks that are sort of kind of hellraiser-esque yeah right where there's definitely some world building, but mm -hmm. nobody bothered to build the world. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And they don't explain what the rules are, and you're sort of, what? And and so the questions become like, ooh, but see, you don't know how how very deep of us. No, you just, you just didn't know. Mm -hmm. Like, let's be honest here. You just never answered those questions. But there's some great practical, all practical effects, very gooey wet squishy practical effects it was a good midnight movie for fantastic fest it wasn't great it did get lost but you know i have seen worse indeed the void there you go and i ended my night with popos <laughs> p-o-p-o-z and i now get it the popos po the Popo, because it's, it, it's a buddy cop movie from the Netherlands. Okay, so. <laughs> the Popos. Oh, God. So. <laughs> I am so when, tickled by that name. Wendy really did just get it. So, <laughs> it is the Popos. So, this is what happens when the Dutch watch a bunch of 80s buddy cop movies from America and decide, let's do that. Let's do that. And make a comedy out of it yeah let's do that and so this is what american cop buddy movies from the 80s look like to europeans oh my god that it's amazing great. it's amazing um it is dumb as a box of rocks it, <laughs> but it is ridiculously funny it's stupid but so funny it is the perfect midnight movie for uh fantastic fest nice. you know, everybody was laughing in the theater and it was just it was it was a good way to cap the night because you really didn't want to think that much by that point nice yeah. excellent yeah it's uh if if you've seen new kids turbo did you ever see any of the new kids movies no no none of those came out when, when no. last year um which are kind of the same well, level I, of comedy i think it's gonna show again so i'll, I'll keep it on yeah. my radar yeah it's it's stupid fun Ah, oh, oh, excellent. Good, stupid fun. <sighs> yeah. It was a great first night. There yeah. were... Um, Very strong. And and uh, Bollywood-themed party tonight to open it. Uh, Apparently there was a sitar player, but I missed him. Yeah, I missed the sitar player, too. There was a belly dancer. It's like, mm, that's Arabian. 
that's not an Indian. It's not Indian. That's not Indian. And, and she and, wasn't very good. And the, her skirt was so low it was distracting. I think that was an exotic dancer, not a belly dancer. <laughs> I'm thinking that's what was really going was on really there. going on. But they there was a little uh, Indian lady doing really great henna tattoos. Oh, they everybody. were gorgeous, and she was yeah. just freehand. Like, yeah, she what? was just she just raced around. Her her brush control was exquisite. Yeah, yeah, she was. That was a woman, and and she was still going after the midnight movie. Oh, she was still going. Shit, I wish I'd gone in there and gotten one. Yeah, she she Damn. was going for a good three hours at least. Um, at least. they were serving some Indian food yeah. and some chai pudding, and yeah, and there was oh my, and the lobby looks amazing. And there there was a fire swallower too. Did ah. you see? He he was juggling fire. In the lobby, which is like festooned with crepe paper, and I'm like, "Oh, that's a, a fire hazard." Oh my god! So Brian Sal Salisbury and I were going. I was going. Uh, that there's fire over there, and uh, that's crepe paper up there. And he goes, "Oh, we are right by the doors, and I think we should stay here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But it was very, very fun. And it, it's good to see everybody. Got lots of hugs. Gave lots of hugs. Yeah. 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 Solid. An exquisite first day. Exquisite. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very much so. A good, a very auspicious beginning. Tomorrow we get five films. We get uh, five films. Yes. So. Uh, Starting. Well, I start with another Indian film. So. Woo. I'm, 10 a.m. I may. Start Which with, is. I may try to get into that. Seven hours from now. Shh. <laughs> Dear listeners, it is 2.47 in the morning right now. Shh, don't worry your pretty little head about it. Oh, I know. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, we, we will have more to report on for you tomorrow, listeners. Yep. We will be reporting daily from Fantastic Fest. So, we will have one of these coming out every day through next Thursday. Yes. Friday, actually, because we'll Because we have to Friday's report. news will hit, hit Friday. Anyway, dear listeners, join us every day and catch up on the latest in international movies. Yes, international genre. International genre films. Genre films. Yes. All right. We love you. Goodbye. I've been Melissa. That's Wendy. Bye. It's a new cinema pleasure.